There is not one big cosmic meaning for all. There is only the meaning we each give to our life. An individual meaning. An individual plot. Like an individual novel. A book for each person. Hello, friends. It's my absolute pleasure to welcome you once again to Inside the Writer's Cafe. I'm Cheryl Nason. Our show features not only the hottest authors, but also introduces you to exciting new authors talking about themselves, as well as their latest work. Research techniques into embedded messages below the normal limits of the human mind's perception creates a labyrinth of politics, deception, and murder. The answers lead to one thought, one message, and one mind-altering program in this conspiracy. Are you in control of your actions? Stay tuned. You're about to find out. Pat Yetzi is an attorney and a CPA. He practices tax and estate law and has lectured on these two topics. He graduated from St. Vincent College and Duquesne University School of Law. He's worked in Pittsburgh and he's worked in Washington, D.C. for an international CPA firm. And he's joining me today to talk about his suspenseful mystery novel, Soliminal. Welcome, Pat. Thank you. Now, the title is a little bit unusual, and so our listeners may be thinking to themselves, what? Tell me about Soliminal. Well, it's a book about Danielle Madison, and she, I would think it's more like on psychological manipulation. That's what Soliminal is all about. Well, and it involves, I mean, you've done a really, really, really nice job. Writing a book is no small task by any stretch of the imagination. What inspired you to write Soliminal now? Well, my, in my office, uh, we use a lot of technology, and it came to mind that, that uh, radio, television, Internet have an impact on your life on your lives, and as a result, I decided, I said, what would happen if we had something like an embedded message in a cell phone? And considering that there's viruses for computers, that was my idea. I decided to push that. And you know, you're absolutely on the right track when you're talking about that. I do some consulting work, and one of the things that I enjoy doing is figuring out a few things about our brain and there's new research out there that's talking about how all of the electronics and the technology and the way that we're using them is affecting our brains and it's changing the way that our brains work so you're actually right there on the cutting edge with what's really going on yes and that's the idea that I wanted to push the envelope a little bit farther now, this book your your main character is a female, Danielle yes. Madison. Tell me a little bit about her. Well, she's a New York attorney, and uh, initially, when I wrote the first draft of the book, she was not really a main character in the book. Then, as one draft led to another, she took over the book. So that's how she became the main character. And Danielle Madison works for a New York law firm, and uh, as a result of uh, death of her ex-boyfriend, she took a position in 
D.C., Virginia area, and that's how it led to this political uh, brouhaha, let me put it that way, and uh, that's the that's the main background of this particular book where it takes place. Yeah, her boyfriend, Owen Roberts, has really gotten himself involved with this uh, project called DMP, which is Differential Mind Persuasion, that sort of morphs into a project called STAR, where they make this unbelievable breakthrough. And he's involved with a couple of psychiatrists, James Grayson and Henry Milson. And he finds himself just caught in this web. I mean, this is one of those things where scientific research started to go in a direction and somebody in power said, hold on, stop. Nope, we're not doing this. Stop the research. And so theoretically, the research was stopped, only of course it wasn't. And so then this private industry gets involved and all of a sudden they make this breakthrough and now... Our friend Owen Roberts finds himself in a world of hurt at the very beginning of your novel. Yes. And Owen wants to not be a part of this anymore because he does not want to pursue it. And it got out of hand, and now it fell into the wrong hands. And I think that's exactly what happens today. Sometimes in medical research, you have something's developed, and now they're pursuing uh, other avenues that they never intended. And those unintended consequences, I think that's the scariest thing of all. These unintended consequences, like the the new um, game that everybody's playing, the, the Pokemon, Pokemon Go. These kids, kids, and I assume some adults, have their phones out, and they're walking around looking for these Pokemon, and it's really, they're walking around looking for nothing, and so what happens is they walk into the middle of the street or the, the Pokemon's supposed to be in a hospital or um, someplace that perhaps it really shouldn't be. And so you have people who are disconnected. And so they're allowing things to happen. And I think that's got to be one of those unintended consequences. Yes, and that's exactly what happened in this book. And uh, that's and I really enjoyed writing the book. I thought it was a uh, after Danielle Madsen told me what she wanted. That's exactly how I wrote it. What's your process when you write, Pat? Well, I sit down usually after work, after a long day, and sit down for maybe an hour or two hours and work on the on the uh, book and. It took me a considerable period of time to write it, and I remember many times that uh, I would fall asleep right at the computer, and sometimes I'd find my my head on the keyboard (laughs) overworking. (laughs) That's dedication when you're working and you find yourself and you have those little sleep marks that are (laughs) in front of the keyboard on the side of your cheek. (laughs) I know. One day I remember uh, I came in and wrote a draft and I gave it to my paralegal and I said, here, read this. And she said, what does this mean? She stabbed him with a Dell computer. I I think I was a little tired when I wrote that. (laughs) So... Do you outline before you start to write, or is it stream of consciousness? Uh, I do not outline. I think maybe on the next book that I'm working on now, I think I might do a little bit of an outline, but I'd rather let the characters run the show, so to speak. 
You know, it's always interesting to talk to writers and to ask about their process because it is absolutely all over the map. Jeff Deaver, who has been writing crime novels for a very, very long time, is also a former attorney. And he outlines everything, almost down to the finest detail. And when he and I were talking about his book... And I was thinking about his process. It almost seems to me that in the outline, the book has written itself. I, like you, am a stream of consciousness writer. I sit down at a keyboard, and it's like a movie starts playing in my head. Yes. And sometimes you change it. Maybe you want as you go through, and then you say, no, that doesn't seem to work. I think I'm going to go back and reread the, the last several chapters and see what happened. And that's the way I do it. When you said that Danielle took over, authors say that. They say that the character will actually tell you what they will and won't do. Did you have that same experience? Yes, definitely. Had that same experience. It sounds crazy to talk about, doesn't it? Yes, it does. In (laughs) fact, I know some individuals said, well, why did you write about Danielle Madison, and I said, it just so ha- it just happened. It's not that I've ever met that person, but it's that's the character. Was she inspired by anyone, or did she just sort of come full-blown into your head? She came full-blown into my head. Wow. Not re- yes. Now, there was one or two characters in there that I had met along the way that uh, I was impressed by, and uh, they... They seemed, uh, Karen in particular, uh, she was an individual I had known, and she was a paralegal, and she seemed to know everything about the law, and I used her, that character, in the book. And she works for? She worked for a law firm, and uh, she, instead of having one monitor or two monitors, she had two computers and four monitors. So, <laughs> wow. And she worked 24-7. For the law firm. She'd be there Saturday nights, Sunday nights, all the time. I don't want to give away too much. When I'm talking with an author who's written, written a, a book that's as suspenseful and as, as interesting as yours is, I never want to give away too much for the listeners. Is there anything that you want them to know? Is there anything that you want to tell them about the book to sort of titillate them to read it? I think that they would enjoy this. Is, it's a thriller. It's something that they will say, I would like to read the next book. Is there going to be a sequel? Because many people have asked me that question. When are, When's the sequel coming out? Excellent. Well, if people want to know more about the book, is there a website that they can go to? Yes, I have a website on Facebook. It's Pat Yetzi, it's P-A-T-I-E-Z-Z-I dot com. And we post matters. We we post a lot of ideas on uh, Facebook. And I went to Amazon whenever I was looking and doing some research on the book. All people have to do is go to Amazon and pull down the book search feature. And let me spell the name of the book and let me spell your last name, too. The, the name of the book, the title of the book is Seliminal, C-E-L-I-M. I-N-A-L. If you put that title 
in the search feature and then put by Pat, P-A-T, and he, your last name is Yetzi, but it's I-E-Z-Z-I. Click on that and it'll come up and it's available on a kind, as a Kindle version. There's a paperback version and there's a hardback version right there on Amazon. And if they click on the book, it will take them to a feature that they can just click on it again and it'll open up and there's a really wonderful excerpt except it stops too soon. When I finished the excerpt, I thought, wait, what's next? (laughs) (laughs) So if they go read the excerpt, they'll want to buy the book because they'll want to know what's next. Yes, I think they will. And it's also, you can find it at Barnes & Noble, Author House and Probably thirty other websites out there. I've noticed that uh, some of some of the individuals that have purchased the book have bought it at various locations and uh, have a, even sent me letters about the book and even asked me, "What do you mean by subliminal?" That was a question that was quite often asked, and I always said to them, "Well, you have to read the book to find out the answer." And I said, "You'll find it in the next Webster dictionary because I was called about that." <laughs> definition for that particular book and the word. (laughs) I love it, Pat. I love it. Did you write the book just to entertain readers, or is there some deeper meaning that you want them to take away? I think it's more of entertainment and a deeper meaning. I think there's a mixture there. Uh, I just wanted to introduce them to the use of cell phones, which is really right now everyone seems to, to live by their cell phone. They have it in their pocket, walk around with it, and they can't live without it. And I'm saying, hey, you know what? There's there's uh, individuals that question is your security anymore. Uh, you're being followed. You're being watched. And subliminal maybe take it, takes it one more step. Well, that's demonstrated to, I guess, all of us. If you go to some website to look up something like a a fashion website or a a product website, all of a sudden you're getting emails about those products. And you might not have signed anything. You might not have done anything. You left a cookie, and they knew you were there, and now they've got you. Correct. And you see it all the time. It's even more so. And now with artificial intelligence... I'm beginning to wonder what's going to happen next. I'm right there with you. It's a little bit frightening. You also are on, you said you were on Facebook. You're also doing a Twitter feed about the book? Yes, there's a Twitter feed. There is Pinterest. And we are now ready to start Instagram. It's all under Pat Yetzi, under my name. I think that you're doing exactly the right thing to get the word out about the book. I think that you have to use all of the electronic marketing that's available. And if you do that, then I think that people will find out about the book, and I think that they'll really want to buy it because it's very well done. You did a very nice job spinning a very scary, intriguing, suspenseful plot around something that's going on right now in society. So really good job, Pat. And thank you for taking time much. oh for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know how busy you are. And it's been an absolute pleasure to meet and talk with you. Anytime. I'm always available. Our time is up and we'd like to thank you for yours. Remember, pick up a good book and read. <laughs>